All right, three, two, one, and we are live. Bismillah, assalamu alaikum, guys. Welcome to the Omarpreneur Live podcast. And on this very special episode, I know we haven't released an episode in about two weeks. I was on a little vacation, but now that we're back, we're going to be back stronger and we're going to do a lot more of these. And today I have with me performance and mindset coach, brother Suleiman Ali, who is the CEO of Sully Ali Coaching. He's an employability trainer and facilitator. He's a performance and mindset coach, and he even does his work online and locally within organizations, within secondary schools, and helps people from all ages and all backgrounds. And I wanted to bring him on today for this special episode to discuss about a few important things, such as performance, mindset, and how to really set goals and reach these goals and how to be more successful as an entrepreneur and as a person. So in your life and in your business. So thank you for being here, Suleiman. It's a pleasure to have you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, and it's a pleasure that I'm, I'm, you know, that you invited me and I feel honored and blessed to be here. So thank you for the opportunity. The, the pleasure is ours, and I'm so excited to kind of dive into all these topics we're going to talk about today. And uh, we really start off every single podcast with the same question, which is by having the guest share a little bit about their story. So can you tell us a little bit more about the journey, the transformation that you went through that inspired you to become a performance coach, to help people with their mindset and with their performance in life and business? Yeah. Um, so what it is, is I actually, in total, I've been coaching for about five years now. Mm -hmm. And Initially, it was just something that I had, I'd never kind of intended to become a mindset coach or, you know, I didn't even know what coaching was. So it's been a real kind of journey for me. Uh, it wasn't something that I, you know, and I wouldn't say it's something that just came kind of naturally or I've just woke up one day and said, okay, today I'm going to be a coach. Um, so I started coaching about five years ago uh, and I really just started coaching family, friends, colleagues on a very casual basis. I was still working a full-time job. Uh, I used to work for a housing provider as a community engagement uh, officer. So uh, I was always had that kind of passion of working with people, empowering others. And I always knew whatever I want to do in life, it has to be about other people. It has to be about actually uh, reaching out to others and making a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Now, I knew that my purpose, it, it wasn't just about kind of me and my um, own family and my own community, but also about reaching the wider community and, you know, working with people on a, on a national level um, and, you know, hopefully on, on, a, on a global level. Well, not hopefully, actually, inshallah, it will be on a, on a global level, sure, um, of course. Which, you know, which I already do uh, because I do online coaching as well. So, um, yeah, so I started coaching and when I was working my full-time job, I kind of realized that I've been doing this corporate job for the last 10 years. And soon I realized there was no kind of drive. There was no fulfillment. And the company was going through constant restructures. The role mm. had changed. And it just wasn't giving me that kind of, you know, that motivation anymore. There was no, there was no fire in my belly. And I just knew that I needed to do something different. And I felt like I've done this for 10 years, but actually, you know, what is it that I really want to do going kind of 10 years after, you know, I don't want to stay in this, in this role. And I started looking into personal development. I started okay. attending networking events. I started to um, really speak to people who I know. So I, I attended um, online networking events, offline events, face-to-face, uh, -face, and just getting to speak to other kind of people and build my own kind of network. I became more active on LinkedIn, more active on social media, such as Facebook. Um, and just kind of at that time, this was in July 2014, um, it, I was going through some personal challenges and uh, I lost my father, which was uh, really sudden. And it really kind of made me reflect on my own life, my own purpose and my own direction and where I want to go in the future. And that's when I knew kind of deep down that, um, you know, I want to work with people, I want to influence them, I want to make an impact in people's lives. So really, I brought together my own passions, my skill set, and kind of what I love doing, which was actually working with people, mm -hmm. uh, building relationships. Um, and so I kind of brought everything together and, and amalgamated my own skills, my passion, my talents, and also something that I really love doing, which is 
making a difference, being a difference. Um, and that's how I initially kind of got started with my coaching business. Okay. Um, prior to this, I was also, I've got a background of youth work. So I always knew that I've got a, a kind of a passion and a soft spot for kind of empowering young people. So I always wanted to keep something that was going to be, um, you know, some projects that actually I could touch and reach the lives of young people as well and those living in disadvantaged communities. So that's how initially I started. That's amazing, mashallah. That's an amazing yeah, story. Journey, sorry. No, definitely. And it, and it kind of goes, I mean, it, it is a roller coaster, which is kind of always the case. I mean, whenever I ask this question, no one ever says, you know what, it was straightforward. I decided, I made a decision and that was it. And it, and, it, and it kind of happened that way. There's always a series of events that kind of leads you to where you are today. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, you mentioned a few amazing uh, things that you kind of went through. One was how, when you were working, um, you know, you kind of always had that desire to help others and you realized you weren't really getting that in that, you know, really big corporate job where your impact isn't as direct as when, let's say you work one on one with someone in your coaching, but you also, also had some very difficult moments, like when you uh, lost your father and that kind of also inspired you to be like, how can I help others maybe cope through these situations as well and kind of keep their mindset intact. And that brought you to where you are today. Now, what's the biggest reason that people come to you for help when people generally come to you and they say, Hey, Sudaiman, you know, I, I need help myself with my mindset, with my performance. You're someone who has been through these things and who now has taken these, this, these talents that they have to help others. What are you bringing to the table for these clients and what do they usually come to you for in terms of problems? And um, I think when I first started coaching, I had a lot of clients coming to coming to me about confidence issues mm -hmm. and confidence is still a big, it is still a big issue uh, within people's lives uh, because it can, you know, one minute you can be confident next minute you go through some trauma, go through some, um, you know, some challenge in life and your confidence can be completely dropped. So when I first started, I had a lot of people that were coming to me with low self-esteem, confidence okay. issues, uh, no self-belief. Um, and then kind of, probably over the last three, two to three years, I've started, I work with more with entrepreneurs, started working with business owners. And so it was challenges around kind of how to beat procrastination, how to set goals, personal goals, but as well as business goals. Um, also things to do with like um, how to get rid of limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously limiting beliefs play a big part in our lives. They shape yeah. a lot of our, decisions our choices our behaviors and how we actually go ahead in our life and that could actually limit us uh, and our right. success so yeah so this those kind of um are the the main i'd say areas that people come to me with okay. uh, and, uh, and as well as that obviously mindset is linked to really everything that we do yeah um so yeah and when when someone comes to you with that which is we both know it's not something that can be uh, I would say cured overnight, right? It's it's not something that you can just kind of change in someone right away. Here's a magic solution. It's a process, right? Which is yeah. why you take your clients through a certain process. What does that process usually look like when you work with your clients? What are you doing with them, let's say week by week or month by month? So what I do is I have a, I have a range of programs. Mm -hmm. So I do one-to-one -one work mostly and then uh, I have run some group coaching programs, but mostly one-to-one -one work and I have a range of programs. So I have um, like a personal development six-week program um, and that works with um, works with anyone really. Uh, mm -hmm. So it could be somebody who's aspiring to be a business owner or somebody who's in a maybe a full-time job and looking to transition from a full-time job into their own business. Um, and then kind of, th then there's that program for, for them, which is basically like a six-week personal development program but then I have also a business and mindset program okay. which again so my programs some of them are um, I've got different ones because I can't explain them all kind of now sure. but but basically they range from like a six-week program and then I have a like a three-month a six-month and a 12-month program okay so I have a range of different programs and what I initially do is I initially have just like a, a you could say a discovery call or a, an informal conversation with somebody um, on on the phone or it would be via zoom and then i would just speak to them and really see kind of if they're a good fit with uh, obviously for working with me and likewise and see what their aspirations are what the challenges are and 
if I could help them in any way, then uh, I would, you know, obviously share that with them. That's awesome. And so that completely makes sense where you speak to the person first to understand what it is that they want. And then based on uh, what it is that they require, then you'll, you'll give them the appropriate program that, that best fits their needs from what it sounds like. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Which completely makes sense. And uh, when it comes to, I guess, mindset as a specific topic, uh, since we're, we're talking about that in our discussion today, and it's something that your clients come for help uh, in regards to their mindset, is, yeah. there, is, there, is there a secret formula for creating a successful mindset? You know, a lot of people kind of look for that. You know, we look at these entrepreneurs that are doing amazing things that are making these uh, six figures, seven figures, eight figures in business. And a lot of them will mention that a big part of it is due to their mindset. But yeah. what does that mindset look like? I mean, is there any secret to having that success mindset? I think it's, that's a really good question and it's probably a key question in anyone's, um, especially if, if they're looking to overcome a challenge or if they're looking to do a, you know, achieve a big goal. Mm-hmm. Um, mindset does play a massive part in, yeah. you know, in that success. I wouldn't say it's not, um, there isn't a secret kind of um, element to it, but there are definitely actions that you've got to take in order to achieve that success and achieve that mindset. And with success, obviously, success is different for everybody. And, you know, people will have different levels of what success means to them. Now, I think with mindset for me, it's been it's like a, it's been a journey for me. And there's certain things that I've done in my life that's helped me to, um, you know, become more resilient when it comes to my own mindset and how I can actually um, how I can work with challenges and, mm. and things like that. So, for example, um I'd say, like, for me, the main thing is um, just some of the tools I would say are things like gratitude, you know, having, um, like, every morning when I wake up, I always think of three things that I'm grateful for. um, And, you know, that actually sets me up in the best possible way for for the day ahead. Mm -hmm. Now, um, prior to that, actually, before before my, my, my gratitude, I would also say every night, I always plan what I'm going to do the next day. Mm. So I always have like a rough plan of what's going to be achieved. What are the tasks that I need to work on? I break them down and kind of it sends a magical, you could say a message to your mind. Even when you're sleeping, it's deep within your unconscious that you're actually thinking about those tasks. And so in the morning when you wake up, you're actually ready for the day. Mm. So years ago, I used to just be someone who never used to plan, just take each day as it, as it comes and, there's nothing wrong with that. People do that. And I wouldn't say, you know, it's a deal breaker. But for me personally, I would say in order to make changes and successful changes in your own life uh, in an empowered way, you have to actually be able to plan. Uh, and, you know, I agree, you know, in, in terms of like we can plan as much as we want. Obviously, you know, like, um, you know, Allah's the best of planners and we know that. But there's nothing wrong with actually, you know, making your own um you know, creating your own life in a sense, but also planning as best as you can. Uh, because if you're going to go through a challenge and if you've got a plan in place, you're actually going to be, be able to bounce back more effectively from that challenge. So I would say, yeah, definitely kind of plan, set your daily goals, your daily targets. Gratitude is, is powerful. Um, and I would say like with gratitude, be grateful for what you've got in your life. You know, it could be something, um, you know, it could be shelter, it could be your safety, your health, your family, you know, your network, people around you, you know, whatever it is, always think of different things that you could be grateful for. And I think that puts you in a really, really powerful kind of stage. Um, and research has also shown that, you know, when you, when you are actually thinking of kind of gratitude and what you are grateful for and what you are thankful for, you know, that sends like, um, you know, it gives you, that fantastic kind of feeling of happiness, fulfillment, and contentment. And so it's really good for your kind of um, mental health as well. Yeah. Um, what I would say is one of the things that I've, the, one of the biggest lessons for me is actually, I think, being about surrounding myself with the right people. You know, if you surround yourself with the right people, people that are ambitious, people that are um, goal-oriented, people that are, you know, um set themselves goals, people that want to achieve something in life, you're going to pick up them habits, you're, you're going to pick up their traits, their behaviors. 
and you know you're going to start to implement them in your own life if you're going to hang around with the wrong people people that are you know negative uh, people that are toxic people that are going to actually you know not serve you as an individual that's going to have a negative impact on you and you know that will show that's how that's what you're going to project to the rest of the world so it's important that you surround yourself with the right people and um, yeah, sorry, I'm, I've gone off. No, no, no. I've yeah. there, but you just... so many things that I'm like, okay, we'll restore that. If you want to address it, restore that. If you, dude, if, brother, if you got to keep going, keep going because you're dropping gold right now. Go for it. Um, yeah, so I think just just a couple of things like for, for what I've done in my life, I think that have really helped me. Now, one of the other things is reading. Now, reading people think mm. isn't really that you know that important, but reading is key. You know, even if it's twenty to thirty minutes a day. Just read, and um, you know these days you've got lots of different things you can absorb. You know information you can learn from. You've got podcasts, you've got audio books. You know you've got uh, physical books that you can read. So I would say reading is really important because that actually it's like feeding your mind nutrition, um, and it's a really great way to actually you know get yourself started in terms of your uh, you know work on your mindset, but also it gives you a lot of knowledge. Um, and as they say, knowledge is power. But I would say knowledge is power only when that power is actually, you know, transformed into action. Um, so it's important that, you know, you can feel empowered as much as you want. You can feel inspired as much as you want by watching a YouTube video, by, you know, listening to Tony Robbins. But it's actually down to you to actually do something about it. And for me, I believe that, you know, whatever I've kind of learned um, in terms of personal development, in terms of, Kind of, I've always been a person that kind of loves learning, um, and I always feel that I have to pass that on, learn, pass that learning on to other people, whether it's through my kind of, you know, my um, talks, my coaching, um, or generally in, in day-to-day conversations with uh, with people. That's awesome. So there's so many points that I wanted to touch, uh, brother Suleiman, and you touched on so many amazing things that it's interesting because I'm working on in my life right now. So I was just, I, I resonated with a lot. Uh, the first one, of course, is uh, that we're going to talk about, and I'll talk about them in order. The first one of them is gratitude that you mentioned. Yeah. And it's a, the, the importance about that is really the daily practice aspect that you mentioned, and I, that I personally as well, and I think everyone here probably hears that and has heard it before, but how are you? how consistent are you really with that daily practice? Because I think that's the biggest challenge of not only recognizing that this is important, but then applying it every single day to your life. And that's only, only in that moment will you really start to find results of gratitude and, and find the benefits in your life and experience the benefits in your life is when you make it a daily practice. So I think just what yeah. you mentioned of writing, starting the day and writing down three things that you're grateful for is just such a powerful start your morning because it gives you that emotional energy, that emotional boost. And it's definitely something that I personally have to work on more as well because uh, it's it's all about that daily consistent practice and that's very very important more important than we think to position our mind in a way where we are positively approaching the day and our tasks um, the second thing you talked about and this and this is one of my favorites which is planning the night before uh, this is actually something as uh, that we actually teach in our program omapreneur which is to really open up your daily task planner or your calendar and write down all the things you're, you're going to work on the next day, the night before. Because as you mentioned, and you brought an interesting point that I wasn't even aware of, of how your mind is going to absorb that information and then it's going to kind of let it marinate overnight so that when you wake up in the morning, you're ready and your brain already knows, all right, go, go, go. This is what I need to do. And one added benefit that I'll give to that as well is uh, the amount of the peace of mind that it brings. Yeah. As well. I, I think that when you wake up and you don't know what you're going to do in your day as an entrepreneur, because we control our time completely, yeah. it actually causes a little bit of stress and anxiety. And it also causes us to end up running all over the place, doing things that might not be efficient or might not be productive for our business, right? Because we're responding to emails as they come in, responding to messages, and it tends to then just be reactive instead of proactive. Uh, which yeah. is the approach that you're mentioning. So I 100% vouch for that. Uh, another thing you mentioned as well uh, that I'm personally started is reading um, because I'll admit, and I think other people in, in this live uh, can probably relate to this, is I 
really experience difficulty being consistent with my reading. I have to be honest about this. I am very enthusiastic about listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook. I love listening yeah. to things, but sitting down and opening a book is always a challenge for me. So I actually made it into a challenge. And um, I went and I told my wife and I'm like, listen, what we're going to do is for the next 30 days, uh, we're going to make a challenge where we're going to read 10 minutes a day. Okay, I'll, we just have to read 10 minutes a day. I'll just do 10 minutes. But let's make sure that every single day we're going to read for 10 minutes. And we actually started just yesterday, subhanAllah. So it's amazing that you brought this up. And uh, we did it. We hit the mark yesterday. But that's easy to say. That was day one. You know, I have to yeah. follow up with you on day 30. Um, but it's something we're working on. So it's just interesting because these things I actively notice that are, they're missing from my life that successful people do them and that is something that I need to implement. And the fact that you're mentioning it as well, I just hope everyone is taking notes because just that in itself, that value that you just brought is enough to, of a takeaway to just be like, you know what, I have enough here to apply for the next 30 days and make a difference in my business and in my life. So I just want to thank you because that was all very impactful. Uh, and I do want to keep this going and, and see if I can squeeze out a few more golden nuggets out of you. So, so we're going to continue this. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and that's that's a key point what you've mentioned as well in terms of consistent consistency is key for for all of these you know mm -hmm. for any habits that you want to create for any new habits you want to form you have to actually do it consistently you know some people say form a new habit within 21 days some people say 30 days regardless you know if you can do it for 30 days as a minimum that's you know that's brilliant and you will change you know you will notice those changes within you and think wow this is something new and something different now. Um, but I I would always say, like, I, I work with clients who, um, you know, who want to actually change their, um, you could say, behaviors or their habits. Um, you know, um, it could be time management or it could be, you know, not uh, procrastinating about something. So I always say is replace it with something else. Don't try stopping that habit completely just like that because it's not going to work. You have to actually replace it with something else. So you have to do something else in that place to be able to, you know, try to get rid of that habit. Um, and, and that's probably going to be, you know, best work for, for that particular kind of person. 100%. And, and that, again, it's so amazing how I'm resonating with everything you're saying right now, because I, in my life, these are changes that I'm going through uh, at, this, at this time. And one thing that I do want to say as well, and I'm it's just so I can be open with my challenges so that other entrepreneurs can relate. And I'm sure all of us do because we're never, it's, it's hard to be perfect all year round. And I think all of us will experience that where sometimes we're very consistent. We're very good. We're very focused. Mm -hmm. And there are other times in the year where it's a bit more of a challenge depending on what, what's going on around us. And that's normal. But the important part is not to feel like just because you're going through that challenging period that you give up and you just kind of let yourself go or, or become, um, uh, apathetic to your situation essentially where you don't kind of you don't care anymore uh yeah. because it's important to understand that life is ups and downs you will have those ups very consistent and you will have those times where you're not as consistent but if you're always trying if you're always putting in an effort that's what matters that means you're not letting yourself go and one thing you mentioned that replacing a negative habit with something proactive instead of just trying to focus on eliminating it really helps uh and that is something that i've experienced as well in my life when i just let some try to let something go within a, in and of itself it's very challenging but when i kind of twist it around and say okay how can i replace this with something else that i enjoy but that is more beneficial to me that's when i have the most chances to get it to work so guys i hope you're listening I hope you're taking notes because all of this so far has been absolute gold if you're getting value drop me a value in the comments inshallah because this is just Absolutely amazing. Again, thank you for all these tips. Um, and I'm going to squeeze a little bit more out of you. So you yourself, you know all of this. And you help others with this. I, I want to ask you, I want to get a little bit about your daily routine. What do you do yourself to perform at a high level on a daily basis? Outside of what we just talked about. We talked about the gratitude. We talked about the planning. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else outside of that that you also do, maybe personally, that we can get inspired by? Um, I think for me, it's... Um like I love, I think it's um, like for me, I work with the mentors. I've worked with coaches myself. Now, you know, you don't need to think, okay, I need to pay somebody to work with a coach. You know, I need to pay a coach to work with them. Or I need to pay with a mentor. Your friend could be your mentor. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I've had people holding me accountable. Um, and like for me, goals, um, I think now I, I kind of, I love setting goals and I know, 
kind of how to set goals and I don't really need anybody to kind of hold me accountable. I'm quite disciplined when it comes like comes to that. I'm really like organized when with my goals. But when I first started, I was working with, you know, mentors. I was I had a coach myself and they were holding me accountable. So it's really key if you struggle to, you know, set goals for yourself, set daily targets and stick to them, then it's important that you do reach out to get that support because we do need that help or we do need that guidance. Um, you know, and it could be it could be a friend that you uh, touch base with maybe once a week, uh, checking with your goals, see how you're getting on and just kind of inspiring and motivating each other along the way because it, it does make it kind of um, more easier um, if you've got somebody there who's actually you know, on your, on your sidelines and, you know, cheering you on, that kind of thing. So, yeah, so I would say, like, definitely, you know, get that help, get that support if you need it. Mm -hmm. So kind of keeping yourself accountable, and that's a huge part as well of making sure that you get it done, which is 100% true because, uh, for example, you know, I have a friend who reads a lot and I told him, listen, I'm going to do this challenge for this 30 days, read 10 minutes a day. And he's kind of holding me accountable to that, right? He's like, all right, you know, how, how did you do today? Are you still on top of that? And that drives me because I know I have to go and, and tell him if I messed up. Whereas when you don't have to yeah. tell anyone, you kind of give yourself a little bit of leniency. Um, you, you talked about setting goals and that's something that I want to touch upon as well. The thing about setting goals that I, that I want to really get an answer for that I might personally experience challenges with is when you set goals, there's the benefit of having a clear target. But then as well, sometimes we might not reach these goals and it could cause us a bit of a loss in confidence or a loss in maybe our belief in ourselves. How is it possible to set goals but also stay positive if ever we don't meet them and, and stay focused? Yeah, I think like the goal setting process is um, it's something that you probably have to like learn. It's something like setting goals is a skill itself. Mm -hmm. And employers actually love people who can set goals. And so if you're an, if you're an employed uh, person in an organization, that's a skill that you can develop. Um, and entrepreneurs Obviously, that's a key skill to become an entrepreneur as well, to get good at the goal setting process. Now, I would say is like for me, there's, uh, there's five key areas of setting goals, which I'll, I'll go into more detail. But, but when it's set, when you come to setting goals, you need to allow flexibility within that goal setting process. OK, so if you're setting if you're new to setting goals, OK, I would say, you know, take it easy. Maybe you, you create a list of. 40 to 50 things you want to achieve, okay? Short, medium, or long-term, prioritize them. Short, medium, long-term, okay? What do you want to achieve within the next three to six months? What do you want to achieve six to 12 months? And what do you want to achieve um, 12 to 18 months or, you know, and then two years plus, that kind of thing. So you're creating like a process for yourself. Now, out of those 50 items that you're going to be listed, you're not going to be able to complete all them. In, in you know in 12 months in six months you have to be realistic about it as well you've you know you the the audience and everyone probably has heard of smart smart goals mm -hmm. now smart goals does play a part in in everything that you do but also you need to make sure that um like with when when you're setting goals you break those down into manageable chunks for yourself break those goals down you know um and just just be okay with the fact that you're not going to achieve everything and don't beat yourself up about it. You can always try again, as long as you've tried. But also, you know, there will be goals that you create for yourself that you think, oh, this is something that I want to achieve. But deep down, it's actually not something that is going to give you that. It's not going to have that meaningful um, approach for you. It's not going to have that kind of, it's not going to really resonate with you. It's not going to give you that fulfillment, even though you've achieved that goal. So it's important that you spend time to any goals that you set, they are meaningful, they're aligned with your own values. It's really important because you find a lot of people setting themselves goals, you know, um, just say, for example, your neighbor bought a, a new car, okay? Your best friend bought a new car. Okay, they've bought a new car, I wanna buy a new car. Okay, I've bought a new car, but still I don't feel like, I don't feel happy and I don't feel content. And just because your neighbor, your friend did this, that's why you've done it. OK, and you think it's going to make you feel good, but it's, it wasn't actually aligned with your own values, your core 
um, you know, your core values in this from the start. So I would say it's important that any goals you set, they're meaningful and they're personal to you as an individual. Now, one thing that I've always done is I create myself a, a vision board. Now, people call it a vision board, a goal board, an achievement board, whatever it is. And I find kind of having that up in my office, that helps me to stay motivated. It keeps me keeps me uh, on track, but also like it's on my mind all the time. And it really sets the, the tone for me because it tells me that, okay, this is what I'm uh, aspiring to achieve. And this is what I'm going to achieve for that, you know, for that coming year. And with goal setting, I would say like, a lot of people think setting goals, okay, you, you have to wait till December. You have to wait till New Year's coming around the corner. That's when you can set goals. You can set goals any time of the year. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage you all to even like set goals, you know, at any time of the year. And then make sure you monitor and review your goals kind of, you know, ongoing. That's an ongoing process. Um, so coming back to, I think, the five key areas that I mentioned when it comes to setting goals the first thing is you've got to be specific with the goals. You know, what is it that you really want to achieve? You have to be crystal clear or else mm -hmm. you're going to put in all this work and you're going to feel like, okay, you're going to feel deflated because you've not been clear right from the word go. So it's important. Now, when I first started my business, I wasn't clear as to who my niche gonna, who my niche is going to be, you know, who am I going to help? I had to help lots of different people and then kind of narrowed it down to right. certain people who I want to work with. So you're not going to know all the answers. But what I would say is the first thing is you've got to be specific. Mm. And so, you know, if you want to start your own business, you know, who are your customers going to be? How much uh, profit you want to make? Um, you know, you, how much money do you need to make on a daily basis in order to come up with, you know, come up with an amount that, every, that you need to earn every month? And so you need to break everything down and be crystal clear. So I would say kind of be specific. One of the other things is now if somebody's new to setting goals, um, you know, it's important that they do set themselves some big and compelling goals as well. Okay, big goals. You need to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And you know, uh, there's a famous, famous quote. Um, you know, reach for the reach for the stars. Reach, what, what is it? Reach for the stars for the and aim for the moon. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, you have to be able to, you know, set be ambitious with your goals. What I would say is like if somebody's new to setting goals, maybe set yourself between probably between two and five big goals for the 12 month period mm -hmm. um, and then kind of see how it goes from there. Because the big goals, they're going to inspire you to do bigger things and they're going to push you out of your comfort zone. They're going to push you out of your limits and you're going to be able to achieve lots more and you're going to be able to really kind of, you know, really surprise yourself. Think, wow, if I can achieve this, what are, what else can I do? And with the goal setting process, get people involved who are actually going to help you to achieve your goals. So like on my vision board, when I'm doing my vision board, I've got children. So I get my two boys to, you know, help me to, I ask them, what do they want to achieve for the next 12 months? What should we do as a family? So bring it all together and bring those people on board. That's and awesome. that's going to help you to stay on track, but also it's going to help them understand kind of, okay, this goal setting process, how it works. And and also they're going to be like on your on your side because they're going to be on board with you and your your goals. And um, when it comes to setting big and compelling goals, what I would say is I always do. I always like give an example when it comes to thinking about doing something a bit different. And when, when it's a big goal now. Thinking of just thinking of uh, dropping weight. OK, so somebody who wants to lose five pounds in weight compared to somebody who wants to lose 50 pounds in weight. Okay. So when I'm doing my, um, I've done goal setting workshops with like groups of people. So I always ask them, who do you think is going to lose more weight? Uh, who is it going to be easier for losing more weight? The five pounds, the person who wants to lose five pounds or the person who wants to lose 50 pounds. Right. And most people, again, naturally or in the audience, they always say, okay, the person losing five pounds is going to be easier for them. But in fact, it's going to be easier for losing 50 pounds. You know why? Because there's a massive aspirational component attached to losing 50 pounds. That person's going to look completely different. It's going to be a, a new transformed individual. And the outcome is for them is juicy. It's going to be significant, big impact in their life. Okay. Somebody who wants to lose five pounds, 
again, no one's going to really notice them losing five pounds. You know, they'll be able to lose that five pounds, do a bit of work uh, during the week, go to the gym and not make, they won't need to make major changes to drop those five pounds. Whereas somebody who wants to lose 50 pounds, it's going to be hard work involved, more consistency, you know, changes to their nutritional habits, their food, their diet and everything. So there's a whole massive kind of labor intensive work involved in that. But in the end, they're going to be more likely to lose that 50 pounds and keep it off because that's going to make a massive difference to their life. So it's important that, you know, somebody can visualize and have a massive kind of aspirational component attached to a big and compelling goal. So which is, I always say that, you know, set goals, but also include some big goals that are going to scare you, you know, that are going to push you out of your comfort zone. hundred um, percent. Yeah, go for yeah. it. I was going to ask you, so I have here, so if you can recap the five key areas, you specific big goals, do you have any more in there? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm yeah, gonna so the first one was be specific. Okay. Number two, set yourself big and compelling goals. All right. Awesome. Number three, number three is I've, just uh, it's just gone blank up it's <laughs> basically write your goals down it mm. sounds very simple but not a lot of people write their goals down they keep it in their mind and they have like a vague idea they have a, a, a like a they want to do something or they might have a, a, a wish and they just keep it all in their mind what i would say is write it down you know write your goals down and um, it could be on a vision board it could be um writing down on a piece of paper sticking them somewhere where you can see them as well so number three is write your goals down. Number four is look at those goals and review those goals daily. Mm. You know, any opportunity you get, any free time you have during the day, look at those goals because that's going to help you to stay on track. That's going to act as a constant reminder. And it's really important for the big goals, especially those goals which take you, you know, three months, six months to achieve. It's really important that you can see them because it's really kind of, um, it's really powerful and it's based on scientific research that once you've written your goals down, your chances increase tremendously. I think it's about over like 60%, the chances increase of you achieving those goals. So it's really powerful stuff. And then the fifth point is making sure that those goals are actually in line with your own values. So it's really got to be important that they're personal and meaningful to you and they're your goals and not anybody else's. So that's the five step uh, approach, you could say. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. So we have it here. So we have the five key areas to goal setting. You heard it on this podcast, guys. Number one, specific. Number two, big goals out of your comfort zone. Uh, shoot for the moon and you'll reach the stars. That was it that we were looking for. Uh, number three, write your goals down. Uh, sorry, number four, write your goals down. And number five, review those goals daily. So already that plus we have more that we already covered, right? We talked about reading. We talked about the gratitude we talked about planning and so much already so i just want to thank you again for all that we're covering today and i hope you guys again are taking notes and if you're getting value out of this make sure to let me know in the comments we talked about goal setting we talked about performance we talked about you know creating a success mindset we already covered so much now i guess the one more thing that i do want to make sure to cover on this episode with you and i think you're an amazing person to talk about this is the self-talk that we sometimes have, right? So a lot of us as entrepreneurs, sometimes we have this inner voice. And this inner voice, because as entrepreneurs, we are high achievers and we want to push ourselves, can sometimes be a little bit tough. It can sometimes um, not be the most positive voice. How do we work on that? How do we work on developing a mind, an inner voice that is a bit more positive, that is able to drive us towards our goals and our work without having to deal with all the negative self-talk that also comes with it sometimes. Yeah, the negative self-talk or the inner critic, that's always going to be there. One thing to the one thing to actually realize that that what that voice is always there. You just got to make sure that you manage that whenever it raises its ugly head up. Okay? And wherever whenever it's actually starting to talk to you, you need to be able to recognize firstly, okay, this is this is what it's trying to tell me to say. This is what it's trying to tell me to do. Now, um, like if somebody's going for a job interview, okay, en route to the job interview, they are, they always get these doubts in their mind. Okay, you know, who who do you think you are going for this job? You know, there's going to be three people on the panel. They're going to, you know, you're you're nervous. You're never going to be able to 
get this job. There's like hundreds of other, hundreds of other candidates that have applied for this job. And, you know, that's a really, uh, you know, that's a real practical situation. And I'm sure lots of people are going to be probably be in that situation now due to, you know, COVID and things like that. But when it comes to negative self-talk, okay, it happens to me as well. It happens to all of us, okay, at different times in our lives and different situations, you know, when I'm getting ready to do a public speech um, or, you know, speaking in front of an audience, you know, and um, I get that, I get that those voices come to me. But the, the main thing is firstly to recognize that you can switch that voice off. You can actually change it into more empowering thoughts. Okay. So you could use positive affirmations. Mm. You could actually like say it loudly to yourself. Okay. Once this is that, that voice comes up says you are not good enough. You can say, actually, who do you think you are? I know I'm good enough. I know I can achieve this X, Y, and Z. So you could treat it as how would you see your best friend? Or what would you, what advice would you give to your best friend if they were actually saying these things to you? So if you could treat it as a, as a friend, okay, but a critical friend, so you could stop it, you know, um, in, in terms of when it started to say negative things to you, then you can be able to control it and manage it. So you could use kind of positive affirmations to change that. Uh, talking of positive affirmations, that's another really powerful habit that you could actually do. Um, you know, there's lots of affirmations that you can do for confidence, for abundance, for mindset, for confidence. Uh, and, and there's lots of um, affirmations you can make yourself. And you can, there's a lot of affirmation uh, on YouTube that you can see as well. Um, so if anybody actually wants to use affirmations, I would say they are powerful. But again, it comes down to consistency. Mm. Um, so again, you, you know, you could spend 10 minutes out of your day, like reading the affirmations, and that could really help you to boost your mindset. But I think when it comes to negative self-talk, it's just making sure that you can actually realize that, okay, I need to control this voice. I need to let I need to be, be able to control it and not let that control you and how you feel. Yeah. Um, and then that's just one kind of, uh, you could say one tool. One of the other areas is you could say things like, um, if you've got your, if you've got a negative, um, you know, negative self-talk going on, it's making sure that you could, for example, you could wear an item of clothing. When you wear that item of clothing, that makes you feel fantastic. That makes you feel really good. Okay. Mm. It could be your best shirt. It yeah. could be your favorite top. Once you put that on, you could actually program you. You could program that. So when you put that on, those negative voices will go away. So there's so many different, yeah, there's different tools and techniques that you could use um, in order to, you know, um, get rid of the negative self-talk, um, but also boost your confidence along the way. Hundred percent, and and affirmations is a really really powerful tool. And it's interesting you bring up that about you know finding a piece. Uh, of clothing or something that when you put on, you feel a little more confident, you feel a little more, uh, you know, happy in your skin. Uh, one thing that I read as well is these triggers that you can use, like clothing that you just use as an example. Another, uh, I was kind of hearing, listening to an audiobook. sorry, about, I think it was from uh, the guy that uh, was popular for The Wolf of Wall Street, the actual guy, Jordan Belfort. There you go. And, and in his book, uh, which talks about selling, uh, he actually has one real sales technique that he uses. He says, before you go into a sales meeting and you're nervous and you're stressed, he has this little thing. It's called a boom boom or whatever it is. And it's essentially this capsule that looks like lipstick, but it's not. It's actually like a bar of scent. It's like a bar of perfume but you open it and you smell it and it's a very powerful smell. And he says before every sales meeting, he opens that up, takes a deep kind of like sniff of it. And, and then he associates that with a positive feeling and a confident mm -hmm. feeling and, and with positive affirmations every time he does it. And so it kind of became like a trigger wherever he's, whenever he's feeling anxious, stressed, he pops that up, he takes a big whiff and all of a sudden that kind of, that rewires his brain to feel the same way he's programmed his brain to feel when doing that over time, which is what you said. Sometimes we have that, you know, that really our favorite sweater, our favorite t-shirt. Every time we wear it, we you know we feel good. We feel happy. If that makes you happy, then leverage that and use it in situations where you might, you know, be in a negative state. And so I just think it's super powerful. Other influencers have talked about it. So 
it definitely works and it's and it's a very powerful tool to use along the affirmations as well um one thing that i that i noticed as well in my experience and you can maybe comment on that is for example let's say we again it kind of might fall into goals but we set these targets, we have these plans, and then we don't necessarily reach them. And then we kind of start to beat ourselves up. Sometimes an affirmation might not be kind of like enough for you to feel like, you know, yes, I'm great, but I know I messed up. I know I still didn't hit that goal and I could have done better. What's something proactive that we can do to change our state in that scenario, right? Where we just know, listen, we, we kind of missed the ball this time. How can we change this? And and move forward in a more positive manner. And I know we might have touched on it a little earlier, but I'd love to hear if there's a different perspective for this. I think for for me, I always take things as a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And you know, life is a journey, and we are gonna have our ups and downs. We're gonna have situations which we cannot control, um, and you have to be able to kind of learn from those situations. You have to adapt yourself and then come back stronger. Yeah. And if you don't achieve a particular goal, you know, it doesn't mean to say that you're not good enough as a person or, you know, don't take it personally on yourself and don't kind of increase your you know, anxiety and stress levels because of that goal not being achieved. Now, if this goal means so much to you, OK, you're not going to give up. You're going to try again. And, you know, sometimes our goals do change or, you know, the goals stay the same, but our route will change of how we get there. You know, we might take instead of taking you know a year to achieve our goals you know things are going to happen in life and life is going to throw curveballs at you but you have to actually be able to you know just um, use those as learning curves and come back kind of stronger and just bounce back from those challenges um, and again I think it's it's just making sure that like be a lifelong uh, be a person that actually is going to be someone who's going to actually be a lifelong learner you could say so uh, one of my mentors, he always used to use the fa- use the phrase um, "fail forward." So instead of actually, you know, like failing, he's all, he was always like, like failing backwards or going two steps back. It's actually he used to say "failing forward." So it's like you know you're going to a more positive kind of way of life because you're learning from those mistakes, but you're also going to move forward in the best possible way. And one key thing I think to mention is also reflection. Now, reflection is key. Now, um, I've started to do more and more reflection. So I, I always take out at least 10 minutes every day to reflect on my day. So, you know, what what have I achieved today? You know, what's been good? What's not been so good? What is it that's something, you know, what is it that I've learned from today and how I can actually do better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So there's always um, key things that you can learn from yourself because, you know, you are the best person who can actually... Um, achieve that success for you and you are the best person you only you know yourself the best so you can work with whoever you want but in the end it's going to be down to you taking those kind of those steps and those daily actions yeah definitely and and you brought up a really good point which is um the fact that you know failure is important it's part of the process right and and that's one thing that i want to really emphasize on this podcast and it's one thing that i still experience on a daily basis i constantly fail in my business. I try new things. I try different marketing strategies. Uh, I try different ways to promote or sell something and it might not work. And then I try something else and it works. And it's just a constant uh, cycle of, of failure and success. And, I, and I'll be completely transparent and see how the failures are much more numerous than the success uh, is. But the thing is, the more you fail, the more lessons you've built up in your arsenal to prepare you for that success so that when it does come, it magnifies itself even more and more just based on the amount of failures that you've had to get there. Uh, so I think it's important to realize that it's part of the process and that it is going to be part of the cycle. And as you mentioned, to reflect, I think reflect is an important activity that we must practice on a daily basis to understand what went wrong, why did that failure happen? And then is that telling us an indication of something that we need to adjust in our behavior, in our thinking, in our process, and then how do we move forward leveraging this new information that we've just acquired thanks to this failure. So that's a quick tip for you guys. And uh, before we dive into the Q&A, uh, Brother Sinaiman, there's one question that we ask to every single guest on the show. And I, this one of your questions. This is, if you could meet Sinaiman from a number of years ago when he was just 
you know, before he started coaching, he was interested. He wanted to help people. And he was maybe struggling in his life at that point. It might be when uh, you had just lost your father, rahimahullah, and, you know, you were in a low point in your life and you're struggling. And you could tell him that one thing to keep him going, to keep him focused. What would that one thing be? I think for me, it would be embracing opportunities mm. and embrace every look at all the experiences that you have and take them as an opportunity and opportunities are always around us we just fail to see them so you know there's always something in every situation there's an opportunity and you just have to find that opportunity you just need to look hard and opportunity there will be something that can come out from that situation all right that's beautiful that's really really nice to hear and this is why it's one of my favorite questions to ask because i feel like everyone can resonate to these answers because they're simple and they boil down to core values and i really i love to hear uh you know answers from different people and your answer was just absolutely beautiful now this is the time where we dive into some audience q a we have a bunch of viewers who have sent in questions already and who are excited to hear your answer are we ready to do this Yes, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So, all right, guys. So, if you guys have any more questions, drop them in our in the comments. We already have quite a few lined up uh, for Brother Suleiman here, so we'll try to go through as many as possible. If you guys have any more, this is the time. And to watch live and drop questions, you have to be inside of our Omapreneur Facebook group. So, if you're listening after the fact, make sure to join the group to be able to do this. So, let's dive into some questions here. The first one we have is how to cope up and get back on track, reset our mindset when we reach a burnout, a sudden burst of accumulated emotions caused by a series of challenges and, and personal life failures. So this is really, I guess, at a point where you're kind of a very low point in your life. How do we reset that mindset and get back on track? I think the first thing is to actually recognize that you are actually going through that situation. So however you're feeling, don't feel like, okay, I can't release these emotions or feelings. It's important that you actually, um, you know, express that feeling, express those, um, you know, those, the way, the, sorry, my phone's just uh, started oh, really? vibrating. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, all you need to do is you need to be able to recognize those feelings. One of the, one of the greatest ways to do actually do that is actually write those feelings down. Hmm. You know, make yourself a journal, write down how you feel on a daily basis. You know, when you are going through those challenging times or those moments in life where you are at a, a real low point, you know, write your feelings down and uh, talk to people, use people that are around you, your, you know, your family, your friends, your network. And if you need to seek professional um, help, then you need to get that help. Mm. Okay. Whether it's um, counseling, whether it's therapy, you know, whatever it is that you need when it's if you're going through mental health issues, seek that support, seek that professional help. Um, and inshallah, you know, the, those situations will, will begin to improve. But it's all about making those small changes. You know, don't think that, you know, that you need to put extra pressure on yourself or extra kind of uh, burden on yourself uh, to do some, you know, to do something. The main thing is, you know, take, take uh, tiny steps, take baby steps towards getting yourself out of these situations. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Brother Suleiman. So you heard it. Make sure to take small steps and don't hurt yourself more than you need to by already having reached a burnout. Take it one step at a time. So thank you for sharing that. We got another one here from uh, Sister Ascarini, and she mentions um, something interesting that I would love to touch upon. She says, you mentioned about experiences empowering youth, teenagers. So if you guys uh, remember early in the podcast, we talked about how Brother Suleiman not only coaches online one-on-one, -on -one, but also even goes to secondary schools and, and youth centers and communities to help them on an organizational level or even in terms of group coaching. And he does this with youth as well. So she's asking, how do you approach them and gain their trust? How do you work with younger people than adults for example i think with uh, with young people um again it's a complete it's completely different uh, when you're working with young people you have to build that trust you have to build that relationship 
mm-hmm. and you have to be you have to be open and honest with 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 them and treat them like adults as well mm-hmm. uh, because you know that's how you gain their respect and you know if you've got something that you want to share with them you need to be able to gain that kind of respect from them in order to for them to actually go away with the message uh, but i think like for me my experience has been like i used to be a youth worker um for the local council so i've got kind of I, i've worked in those um communities where the young people have been you know um have been going through challenges whether that be in like foster care whether that be in kind of part of broken families yeah. um, and you know um so it, it's about actually making sure that you learn as much as you can about the, the young person and show them that you are uh, empathetic towards them you do care about them and also you want to help them and give them that kind of guidance and and just be that positive role model for them so it's important that you do you know be genuine and, and authentic with them because young people can like they can see straight through you mm. you know so as long as you are genuine and you're showing you know care and uh, you know approaching with a friendly um, attitude then you know that will really help you to break down those barriers and 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 move forward with them Definitely. And that's a great answer for that. And I completely can relate to that. I mean, I have young nephews myself and it really, I mean, as you mentioned, they can sniff it out, right? So it's important to kind of reach them on the level, also not treat them like their children. I think that's a big thing uh, that even us, if when we're younger, we really appreciate and we we looked for adults who kind of viewed us as someone that can interact on that level. Um, We have a few more questions here. Uh, I'll dive into uh, maybe two more, inshallah, guys. If you have any more, drop them in the comments. We'll try to go through them uh, as many as possible. So we have one more here. Let's do this one, which is what is the uh, okay? So here, what in what if the environment is negative? So someone's asking if their environment is negative, and there's always a challenge related to relatives, society, maybe colleagues, maybe clients. How do I develop a positive attitude and while also ignoring that negativity that's around me? So there's a bit of a challenge of environment here. So how do we cope with that? Yeah, um, I think, as I mentioned earlier on, your environment, your surroundings and the people that you're around is key in, in your success. I would say it plays a massive part in, in your, um, you know, going forward in, in a very um, kind of successful and a positive way and and it can really impact how you lead your life so uh, for me i think the the main thing is like when i started my business i had a lot of um you know i was around the wrong people i was around people that were giving me wrong advice people that were not actually giving me that belief that i could actually do this so for me i think it's it's about distancing yourself from those people and you know trying to keep kind of your conversations to a minimum and know if it's close family and friends, it's, it's very difficult. But the best way to deal with it is actually, you know, firstly, like through your actions and through your, um, you know, through taking action and showing them kind of rather than, you know, rather than talking, let your work do the, do the talking, as they say, that's one. And number two is actually try to avoid um, situations where there's going to be confrontation or where there is going to be possible conflict. So don't talk about those particular things that you are, you know, that is causing that kind of friction. So it's important that you just, you know, keep the conversation lighthearted. And again, you you know, it's not about kind of being rude to people or ignoring people. It's actually about just making sure that, you know, you can manage those uh, situations and, you know, and and just like don't focus on that side. Mm. Don't focus on that negativity. Actually bring that positive energy into the, surrounding areas into the into the environment that you're in and you know inshallah they will you know they will see that there is there is definitely because uh, those same people will you know they will they will come back to you and say wow you know they will be amazed that yeah you've achieved this or you know yeah you've you, you you've got you know you've got a fantastic um community here you you know you're doing some amazing work and they will recognize that yeah. and, you know so it does take time for people to even come on board or even see what your mission is or what your purpose is. 100%. And, and you also mentioned something and it's, uh, it reminds me of a quote that I read, which is uh, energy flows where, where focus goes. So if you're focusing on it as well, then you're contributing to uh, to nurture that, right? And, and there's uh, a thinking by the Stoics or a view by the Stoics 
which is essentially that you know there's something can only affect you if you give it that power right if you if you yeah. if you give it if you allow it to affect you in a certain way but if you don't allow these things in your mind and within yourself to affect you then that's where your power lies just like let's say when someone insults you it's not the insult that's hurting you it's you it's your feelings towards hearing that word being said from that person in that manner that hurts you but you can just take it as it is and be like you know what well I choose not to feel insulted in this moment and that that it, it ends there right the power is completely gone so that's also a very powerful view and I appreciate you mentioning that uh, we'll do one more guys inshallah with brothers Sudaiman because we're running tight on time but if you have any more questions drop them in the comments and we'll try to respond to them after the episode uh, we have one more here uh, and this is the last one we'll go through which is is there a possible solution or suggestion uh, in a situation where we have to convince somebody to trust our goals and vision for the future? Because sometimes the problem isn't our mindset or our vision uh, or goals, but the barriers created by those who don't trust our strength and abilities. So this question here where someone maybe wants to do something, maybe they're with a partner, the partner doesn't really kind of believe in that vision as much. It might be a little bit risky. Is, is there anything that we can do in that scenario or anything that you would maybe recommend or uh, give advice for? I think just try to keep those people uh, on board is, mm -hmm. is important, but don't try to, you're not there to like prove to other people that you can do something. You know, you are, you want to be the best version of yourself and it's down to kind of you just to improve yourself. And through that improvement, they are going to see a different person. They're going to see changed behaviors. They're going to be, they're going to see somebody who's going to be like transformed into a, into a new Kind of um, you know new person with new habits and new traits and that that's going to all kind of play a part and that's going to show you as a different person uh, a more positive person and hopefully that's going to allow them to see that okay after all everything that they're doing all the work that they're putting in it is it is actually doing something different and that's going to you know create a beautiful kind of relationship with uh, you know with two people or you know um, if there is any any kind of uh, relationship issues those would also be affected in a, in a more positive uh, way so you know you're not there to change people and you know we it's it's not something that i think you shouldn't be focusing on trying to change someone mm -hmm. it's about you just being the best you can and then through those changes that you make that other person will also see those changes 100 and and there's a trend in your answers which is i'm really seeing a trend and it's the being proactive it's essentially really the pattern that you're that you're demonstrating is to be proactive in that we all know those people who talk a big game right like they have these big goals these big visions but they never take action on them and so eventually over time people around them lose trust um so it's important that you prove yourself to gain that trust from other people and to gain their support because people want to see that you're actually taking action before they give you that support and that trust you need sometimes. And it's important for you to, instead of maybe focus on, well, there's this issue, so I can't do it. Well, what can I do? What are little changes that I can make? Like you mentioned yourself, what are small steps that I can take that are going to show the other person that, look, these are the results that I'm getting with these actions that I'm taking so that they can come on board and realize, okay, this is actually, you know, this is happening and, and, and that person is serious about what they're trying to do. And I think that's a big thing. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Awesome. So, this is the last of the questions that we'll take for our Q&A, guys. If you have any more, again, drop them in the comments. And Brother Sudaiman, we've talked about so many topics today. We've talked about mindset. We've talked about goal setting. We've talked about eliminating negative self-talk. We've talked about productivity and performance. So many takeaways for our listeners. Now, if someone wants to connect with you a little bit more, they want to follow you, they want to keep gaining that knowledge and those golden nuggets, where's the best place to do that? Where should we send them to? Uh, so my website address um, is sullyali.com. That's S-U-L-L-Y-A-L-I.com. Uh, you can catch me on my Facebook uh, business page, which is Sully Ali Coaching. And if anybody wants to connect with me on uh, Facebook, then it's Suleiman Ali. So um, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the group as well. Awesome. So uh, anybody can reach out to me at any any point if they need any you know if they need any help any advice or um, if, if I can help them in any way. Um, if anybody does go onto my website, on there, there's a there's also um, a link where you can actually sign up to receive my weekly uh, newsletter. So I send out a weekly uh, blog or an article 
um, through email. So it's not it's not um, kind of you know I'm not trying to spam you in any way or sell something to you. It's just it's just for extra kind of motivation, extra um, nuggets that I could share with my community on a on a weekly basis. Awesome. So we've already dropped those links in the comments. So make sure to visit them and check them out. We'll also drop them in the description of the video. Suleiman, thank you so much for joining me today. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. I've gained so much from it just through our conversation and so many takeaways that I'm going to implement in my life to inshallah have more positive results in terms of my life and my business. So I hope you guys will do the same. I'm, I really hope you guys took notes and just really make sure to apply what we talk about here. Don't just listen, don't just you know say, okay, that's a great idea. And, and those are some amazing points that he's making. Actually take the time to apply them in your lives and, and set yourself different goals and different challenges to make sure to implement what we talk about on this podcast. And that's how you'll get the most out of it inshallah. Again, Sulaiman, Thank you so much for joining us today. Jazakallah khair. We hope to have you back on in the future, inshallah. And guys, thank you for listening in. Make sure to subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever platform you're watching. And if you haven't joined the group, make sure to do so. We'll see you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.